When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Kenzie. I'm Jamie. And this is the Codependent Podcast. Welcome back to another week. We're so excited to be back. Yes, we are. We have a highly requested, highly anticipated episode this week. Yeah, we have put this episode off, you guys, for a very, very, very long time. Because Probably since episode one. Literally since episode one, because we both have just like not felt in the right headspace to do this episode. And also, we both were kind of dealing with our own faith crisis I guess you could say like maybe our, not that dramatic maybe but not a crisis almost. but just like faith questions and faith like just trying to figure out like what we truly were thinking and feeling at that moment and we never we both just like didn't feel it I think also it's really sensitive because this is a lot of our own opinions like we don't we didn't want it to come across as like we know everything about the church like yeah and I think that it's really hard because like we wanted to preface that, that like these are our own opinions that we're talking about. And like our church is just very complex. There's a lot of parts to it. There's a lot of things that even we sometimes don't understand. Oh, there's a lot of things I don't understand. And like all the like doctrinal questions and all of that, like we really just wanted this to be a thought out episode where we just can talk to you guys about our own experiences and our own opinions. And we didn't want it to come across as either negative or positive. We yeah, we're not to trying do, to sway anybody in one direction. We want it direction. to be like right in the middle because I have very positive experiences in one part and then Jamie has very negative experiences in that part and then Jamie has positive experiences in one part and I have negative experiences and I think that goes with every single person. Yep. And every My, religion. And every religion. Like our understanding of the church and our feelings with the church are very different than Kendall's understanding and feelings of the church because she experienced a completely different even our experiences between the two of us, like you Absolutely. were born and raised in this. So like you've which, never yes. known anything different, which we've talked about recently. Yeah. And I was really raised without a religion. And so I have a different viewer outlook too. And so that makes it kind of cool. Yeah. So I feel like we just want to preface this entire episode. Yes. With the fact that this is our personal experience, our personal understanding of the church. We're not trying to put off any negative comments about the church. We're obviously both still members, very active members of our religion. Yes. And we both love it very dearly. But I also do want the people that I know have felt hurtful feelings by the church or not the best feelings by the church to or not... Or that are just struggling in yes, their own to not, crisis yes. to know that it's okay to have questions and doubts and concerns and everything in between. Yes, absolutely. And that's okay. And we don't want you to feel like we're invalidating no, any of your feelings. any of your experiences, positive or negative, we're we're really not. This is just our own thoughts, and I think that has held us off from this episode for a really long time. But that's why we turned to you guys, yes, so we could ask you guys your questions, and and it wasn't just us coming up with like our own thoughts and beliefs. It was like, what do you guys want to know, and how can you guys learn, like, 
our opinions on these things. Yes. And some general things about the church that like we really want to debunk because there's so many weird, weird, weird things out there about Mormons. There are so. That are just like (laughs) weird and not true. And so. And it's so hard because when I did, when you did like your stereotypes and then I said like, what's one thing you think of? It was, it was so many random things that I'm like, that is why people have such a weird understanding of the church is because they hear these things and they latch onto them. Yes. And it's so hard to like pull away from those weird stereotypes sometimes. Completely. I had a guy, I remember the very, very first time I ever had gotten like a weird Mormon question was from a guy in first grade. I was in first like, grade. Literally first grade. That's like Navy's two years away from Yeah. Me. And I like remember it so vividly. He came up to me and he said, Mormons don't have belly buttons. <laughs> and I remember like sitting on a bench, like vividly sitting on a bench, bawling my eyes out. Because that was the first time anyone's ever... Did you show me your belly button? No, because I was scared (laughs) to show my belly because my mom just tells me not to show my belly button. And so I was so scared and so traumatized by somebody saying something that was just not... True. True about... Especially that they based it off of my religion. Like, I had never experienced that before. So it was just weird. Now I'm used to it. So it's a little bit better. But that like hurt my freaking feelings. Well, and something that like you've just been taught since you were literally a baby, like to be like, wait, what? Wait, like, are there actually? Am I questioning stuff? Like, is this, is everything not true? Is what's going on? Are there Mormons without belly buttons? I don't know. (laughs) You guys, it's not a thing. It's not a thing. Everybody has belly buttons. And we all have them. So (laughs) let's just get started. First of all, let's get started with one of the comments we frequently got from people that were were members of our church. We are the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. That yes. is our full name. That is the name of our church. And we, we are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Yes. We do not, we are encouraged to use our full church name, which is what we just stated. But a lot of people, most people know us as Mormons. And the reason people know us as Mormons is because the Book of Mormon. And so they call us Mormons. That we have been encouraged to not use the term Mormon. And so a lot of our followers that are LDS, which is Latter-day Saint, which is short for LDS, they were offended that we use the word Mormon. Yeah. But that's what most people know us as. And so... For, so it's so for everybody else that isn't Mormon, which I'd say the base of our followers probably aren't. I agree. Um, that's why we said Mormons. So. And asking people what they want to know about our church, I figured most people that weren't mem- were not members of our church completely. So we use the term Mormon. Yeah. So if you use this, if, if you, you hear the term Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saint LDS Latter Day Saint Mormon, it's all all the same the person. Same. It's all the same religion. Yes. It's just that we're encouraged to not say Mormons because because the base of our church is Jesus Christ and by saying we're Mormon takes Jesus Christ out of our name of the church let's jump right into that then perfect Jamie let's do it because this is honestly this is something that actually hurts me this happened this week it happened this week to me it happens all the time almost in every every time social gathering we're in every anything that we're with non-members especially we always get told that we're not Christian because people think that we don't believe in Jesus Christ. And I just like, I don't know why, but it really hurts my feelings because I feel like I like get personally offended by that because I'm like our whole entire church. We're taught about the importance of Jesus Christ. We're taught about his whole life. Yeah. Like Navy knows Jesus because that's what we talk about in our home. 100%. And so people say we're not Christian. And I'm like, we, we literally are Christian. Christian means 
that you have a belief in Jesus Christ. Like he is the foundation of our church. So the biggest difference between our church and other types of Christianity is that we don't believe in the Holy Trinity. Yeah. We believe in God, Jesus, the Holy Ghost are all separate Separate beings. beings. And so that is... That's the difference. And that's, I think, maybe why people think we're not Christian, Christian, quote unquote, but we are Christian. We are Christian. We believe in Jesus. We have a huge foundation of Jesus. I, I fully 100% believe in Christ. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's the son of God. Like we definitely believe that, but we also believe in God, the father, and then the Holy Ghost. We just believe all of those are separate beings that we can um, obtain blessings. Yes. And- I mean, there's obviously a lot of difference between us and other Christians. I mean, but there also is differences between different types different of denominations. Christ- exactly. Yeah. So I feel like that's just the biggest. And let's just start with that because we are Christian. We believe in Christ. Christ is a huge foundation of our church. Yes. We are literally the church of Jesus. And Christ. it's kind of offensive to tell a Mormon they're not Christian. And I, it's hard because it's like, it's offensive, but people just don't know. No, no, no. And totally. I'm not saying it in a rude way. I'm just saying like, it really does hurt, like kind of hurt my feelings sometimes because people, when I say like, well, we are Christian, like, no, you're not. It's like, well, that's what hurts my feelings. It's like, yeah, when don't it's the, argue with me when it's the back and forth of like, no, you're not. No, and I'm like, I, I am though. Yeah. So that's really where it's like, okay, but no, we do believe in Jesus. <laughs> I agree with that. Okay. Let's move on. Let's see. Oh, that was like one of the biggest questions I got. Yes. Okay. Let's do another one. Okay. Why can we drink caffeine in soda, but not coffee? Guys, this one is so... This one's hard for G. <laughs> no, it's just complex. It is like, very complex. It's really hard to explain because somebody compared that also saying, how can you drink coffee or how come you can drink soda and get lip injections, but you can't drink coffee? And I'm like, that doesn't really mean the same thing. I understand more of the question of soda versus Me coffee too. or energy drinks versus coffee. I think the biggest thing is, is that we're not taught in our church. The reason we can't drink these things is because of caffeine. That's not what's That's a taught. really, really big misconception. And even members themselves sometimes go to that. Like, well, it's because of the caffeine. We just like make an assumption of that. But that's not the reason being. Yes. We were instructed that we could not drink hot drinks, meaning tea, coffee, whatever. It just is what it is. Yes, it just is what it is. We that's were- one of those things that uh, one of our prophets have said, and we believe in modern day revelation. Yeah. We believe that we have a prophet here on earth that can give us revelation from God and that we trust him and we believe in what he's telling us. And that's one of the revelations that has been a part of our church since the beginning. So it, I'm, I personally don't think if you drink coffee, you're going to hell. I just, no. I don't think that I don't think it makes you any lesser of a person. I don't think that's the hill. Well, it's not an eternal principle either. yes and I just don't think that's the hill you're gonna die on drinking coffee no just personally but it is we are told to not drink coffee yes exactly that's just it is what it is yeah and it has nothing to do with the caffeine we can drink soda we can drink energy drinks so honestly not the, saying- the answer to why is that we just follow we follow it because we have faith that we believe that the prophets are telling us something that hopefully will give us blessings. And I don't think people that drink coffee or even alcohol are crappy people. No, I don't me neither. think that they're bad people. Absolutely. I do not judge a single person for it. That is frankly, just- that's something I have struggled with. I think not struggled with in doing it, but I don't understand it. I think it's kind of weird. And I think that I, I don't get it. And I agree. So, no, I completely agree, Jamie. Yeah. So, so it's like, that's just the straight I, answer right there. We don't have like an exact answer, but that's just what we're told. Yeah, exactly. So, okay. Anyway, moving on. Um, is the Book of Mormon and Bible equal? We believe both of them to be 
a word of God. Yeah. Both of them are just different. And like we've talked about, we believe in prophets and we believe that the Book of Mormon was recovered on earth and we follow it. It also like coincides with the Bible. People might think it teaches weird stuff, but it doesn't. It goes hand in hand. It goes hand in hand. It talks it's about, just it, another, it's another testament. testament. It talks about other people's perspectives on Jesus and his time on earth and his time after. The Bible death. is very important to us too. Yeah. We read the Bible like this whole last year. We, our whole church studied the Bible for the whole entire year. Yes. So, so like, I think definitely important to us. I agree with that. Is it okay if you don't follow all of the rules? That's a really good question because I feel like, I mean, that was a huge thing that everybody wanted to know was why so many rules? Why is there so many rules? And honestly, our church does have a lot of rules. Rules is the wrong word. There's a lot of guidelines. Yeah, I would say guidelines, but a lot of them also are rules because we're supposed to follow them. We're supposed to follow them. And I... Rules is hard because it's not like if you break the rule, you're getting you're getting punished. kicked out. Yeah, like that's not really the right thing. That's not what it is. But we also are. We came to Earth to make decisions. Yep, and that's the reason that we're here is to have agency, is make decisions, and to be a good person and be kind to other people. And, and we get to choose. We get to choose what rules we follow. And I personally feel like a lot of our quote unquote rules or guidelines are to help us and to keep us. To, like, to be and good I, people and to keep us kind of on the path of happiness. Yeah. And is I, what I feel like. Totally. And I feel like I have a, like a strong belief in that, like coming from a house that. That's what I was going to say. Coming from a home and a family and a life that didn't have any structure, any guidelines, anything. Like you're just kind of out there wondering like, what do I even do? What do I believe? Does, a God, does God even care about me? Yeah. Like, does God even know who I am? Like, and it, I mean, it's just like having parents that don't give you any rules or structure. It's almost like yeah. I'm trying to get my parents to care about me. So I'm just trying to rebel as much as I can. Whereas we're given, when you're given rules and structure as a child, you it's because your parents love you. It's completely. because they want you to do good because they want you to succeed. Definitely. And it's just like God giving us guidelines and rules and instructions for this life this life on earth yeah and that's I think that's like the hardest thing is just that a lot of these things have a lot of these rules or guidelines to me have like helped me figure out what I'm supposed to do with my life I agree when I felt lost and confused and like is there a God does God care about me like all of those questions there's answers for them well and and I I do feel like a lot of the guidelines are very okay I mean the coffee one weird okay but like dressing modestly okay like that's like a whole topic that's a whole topic but like yeah that's a good guideline yes to dress modestly and have not even just dress modestly but just have a modest appearance and a modest um like even mindset mindset exactly and so I feel like that's understandable sex before marriage a lot of religions almost every religion so like believes that that's normal yes and um I'm trying to think of like some other rules that no drinking alcohol or doing drugs it's yep. like obviously that's good yeah. you don't want to get people, into that I think a lot of people get hung up on the alcohol thing and I think that at the end of the day that rule isn't like people are like well Jesus drank it's like yes I feel like even if we question that or don't understand like well you can social drink or you can drink a glass of wine at night and like it's not a big deal and I don't believe it's a big deal but I've also have seen the 
horrible crippling effects of alcoholism well, in my life. I completely agree with that. And like, so seeing that, I'm like, okay, I understand it because alcoholism is a real or thing. Or like gambling. It's gambling. like, okay, and you want to go to Vegas and gamble and have fun. It's like, okay, but also gambling ruins families. It's, I, I saw that in my family. It's literally, it's addiction. And I think that that's really like, at least in my mind, that's kind of like, what a lot of this is trying to prevent is so addictive instead of habits. giving like an inch yes you're given nothing yeah you're just like no let's no just we just don't do that. it yeah and I think that going back to the question like can you break some of the rules if you don't agree with them in our church no like I mean you're instructed not to yeah like we're asked if we follow these rules before we go into the temple like these rules are very important to our church I don't know what do you think about it no I mean I agree with you I do but like I said I don't think like drinking coffee is like no I don't either but I that so it's 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 hard because it's our church versus our opinion but I also feel like too like at the end of your interview it's they ask you do you feel like you're worthy yes so I also feel like some of it can can be chalked up to do you feel like you are completely Do you feel like you have a good relationship with God do you feel like you are in a good space and that you're doing the things that you should be doing yes versus following every single rule to a t because I also feel like we're human and we're mortal and we're gonna make mistakes and that's what we're on earth to do completely and so it's hard because I think every single person is different and I also feel like every single bishop which that's who you go and speak to if you kind of defy a rule or if you feel like well, you are bishop is like over a ward exactly yeah so I feel like two those are different because yeah. I've heard people go in and tell their bishop like I do this and this and they're like okay that's fine you're still an active worthy member but I've also heard people go in and say the same thing and then them tell them like you have to stay out of the temple and like take a minute to repent yes. so I also feel like it does vary person to person Completely. which is not black and white which is also really hard yeah so that's what we're saying. Our church is very complex. There's just a lot to it. And so it's really hard to give one straight answer to but a I lot do of think these questions. The most important thing is between your relationship with God. Completely. And the intentions of your heart. The inten- I completely agree with that. Yeah. So like if you look at our church and you're like, oh, it's just a whole church of rules. Then like that's not appealing to you. I completely Whereas, like, agree. You could also look at it like these are guidelines. And like even if I don't agree with all of them, I might like follow them with faith because I'm hoping that, you know, this is leading me or avoiding me from a bad situation or whatever it could be. And so, I don't know, that's a really hard question to answer. You're not going to get kicked out for not following the rules. No, you're not going to get kicked out. But you also might not be able to partake in everything. And also, it depends on what rule you are having a hard time exactly. with. Exactly. That's what I, yeah. Because, completely. I mean, like, drinking coffee is obviously not as bad as, like, having a gambling addiction. Yeah. You know what I mean? So but like they're both sins. But they're both sins. In our religion. I completely agree. So, so and it just depends on who you speak to. Yeah. And... But I don't think either of those things you'll get kicked out of being a member of our church. You just might have to work towards getting better at those things. Completely. And I also feel like we have a lot of support in our church. Yeah. Like when we do not like not understand a rule or we don't follow a rule or we're struggling with a a guideline, we have like, I know that there's, there's so many addiction support groups in our church. There's so many bishops. There's so many therapies that we can go to. Like if you're struggling with an addiction, like, a bishop can get you a therapist. Yep. A bishop can get you into a gambling support group. Like we have a lot of, we have a lot of programs in our church totally. to really help people. You're not just left alone hoping that you can just get better and be yeah. a better person. Like there's no. so many different resources that we have, which I think is really cool. Yep. 
Um, also, I think you said in the past that you and Jamie went to a religious college. What was that like? Yeah, we did. We, we did. We both, went to BYU, Idaho. Yep. That's in Idaho and it's a church school. So meaning like the church has a couple locations of that and there's we, one in Utah and there's one in Hawaii. Yeah. And then Idaho. Jerusalem too. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, it was a very interesting experience, very different than probably any other college. That's, Absolutely. That's like not a church college. Yes. Because we had rules there too and guidelines and it was a lot stricter if you did not follow those you it's, could and would get kicked out I feel like we had a different understanding of it too because you went when you were single yeah I only went when I was married and I feel like there was less rules if you were married oh, fully yeah yeah. Like, yeah completely but like being single there and being or dating like we had a curfew so on Monday through Thursday the curfew was even remember what it was I think it was 10 p.m that sounds right and then on um maybe it was 11 10 or 11 p.m and then on weekends well on Friday and Saturday I think it was just Friday night was like maybe 12 or 1 a.m and then Saturday night was earlier too because you're going to church on Sunday I'm that's like what's coming off the top of my head I don't remember the exact time so if you go to BYU I don't come at me because I don't (laughs) remember but it was like we had a curfew um, boys weren't allowed to use like the bathroom in your college dorm, like your college apartment. There was like a line they couldn't cross. I mean, you say prayers and at church at you school. say prayers before you start every class. Um, a lot of times you'd sing songs too in your classes and you would tie in religion to a lot of what you're learning, which I personally really liked that. I loved it because I mean, as a religious person, you're thinking it anyway. So it's kind of cool. It is kind of cool. To hear, especially like in psychology or social work, it's like you want to like in social work, it's like you're in a therapy session and you want to be like, oh, if you could like rely on God, but it's like, you can't say that. Yeah. So like, it was really interesting to like navigate that dealing with people that like don't even know who God is. I had a really good experience at BYU-Idaho. I did too. I I really liked, I feel like the teachers were all really nice. I feel like the people were all really nice. I, I would say it was definitely a little harder dating there than being married like being married was like yeah it just felt like normal exactly it did, besides like praying in class yeah but like but that wasn't that big of a deal to me no yeah but I all. feel like being single there would be harder being single is just different because there is like so many rules and it's hard like Justin and I would like one time we were like not in a fight but we were like we were doing like a DTR defining our relationship and we were literally sitting in the car until 3 a.m just talking and I had to put a code in to get into my apartment and so like I could get in trouble because I'm past curfew. They could curfew. like tell that you're past curfew. And so like that's kind of annoying because it's like you're an adult, but you're also like still kind of not. You're still like under all these rules and obligations. But also. And like, but you also, you agree to that before you go to the church, before you go to the church school. And also they do like have a way lower tuition rate than any other university because. Some people church, don't want to follow the, the rules. Because the church, the church subsidizes it. And so. You do just, I mean, there's pros and cons. But also, it does keep you out of trouble. It totally does, yeah. I mean, you can, but also the thing is, is anywhere you are, you can find trouble. Well, Your the roommate there was, there got... There was tons of party. My roommate yeah. got kicked out. Like, like, because she had boys. And, she had boys in our room. And, like, yeah. she was doing a bunch of bad stuff. And so it's like... You can still find a way if you want to find a way. There was parties all over. I had all my friends telling me, like, I got drunk this weekend doing this like, yes. at this party. So it doesn't really matter. It's just if you want to follow it or if not. If you want to follow it or not. Yeah. Completely. Yes. Do you feel like there's a double standard in the church when it comes to being judgmental? What I think from it is maybe not a double standard of being judgmental, but I think, I mean, we've talked about this before of like members can sometimes see like somebody with tattoos or like a nose piercing and they're like automatically like, oh, they're not Mormon. And, or if they are, they're not a good Mormon, Mm -hmm. you know, like that. And it's what's worse 
what's worse, having a nose piercing and tattoos or judging someone for having nose piercings and a tattoo. Okay, yeah. Does no, that, I, I maybe totally, that's not the question, no, but that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, you have a double standard of like, you're judging someone else, but you're being judgmental. So you're, you both are, quote, sinning in a different way. Yes. Because our church obviously doesn't agree with or... It's, I wouldn't say this is a rule or commandment, but we're instructed to not get multiple More, piercings yes. and also tattoos. Yes. And so, yeah, judging somebody for having that, though, you're judging them. You're judging them. So, like, how are you being any better than the person that has done that? I have a really hard time with judging. I do, too. Like, I don't like that part of our church. And I feel like a lot of people... It's a culture thing. It's a culture and, thing. Guys, and this is, like, the whole part of our religion. And this is why it's been so hard to talk about is because... Our church isn't just a church of religion. Like, oh, I'm Christian. It's like, okay, cool. It's like, I'm Mormon. Oh, because there's like a whole culture that goes with being Mormon. And that's, that's what sucks. Well, and also the culture in Arizona, Utah, Idaho is very different than the culture in, let's say, New York. Exactly. (laughs) And so what we're feeling is feelings. I mean, even when we lived in Prescott was different than when I live in Gilbert because they're two different places. And so much more of the culture here in Gilbert where you feel the judgment, you feel those things and like people in Prescott didn't do that as much and as, I mean in different ways yeah we probably too were too young to really, like, really think about it yeah but I think that yeah that church culture is a huge 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 thing that like it's very hard well I'm thinking about in Prescott let's just talk about that for a second when we me and Jamie obviously obviously didn't make the best choices in high school no, like we didn't follow the we lived rules. it up so we had a lot of fun but we were not following the rules how we should have and that's a lot where guilt comes from for too. sure but we had these girls in our church class and we really wanted to kind of like turn things around not have sex with boys not drink whatever and we really really honed in on these girls we're like let's be friends with them let's try to cultivate a friendship let's really try to like you know like be friends with people that have higher standards so that way we can kind of like we're like there's not a lot of mormon girls no there wasn't like the ones that were there we were very different from very they didn't enjoy the same hobbies as us they didn't really care about boys and like Kenzie and I were boy crazy yeah so we needed friends that were like happy medium yes so we really pursued these friends and they would not be friends with us they literally wouldn't be friends with us and that to me is equally as bad as... Like, you are so mean. You're judging the decisions that I'm making. And you won't even be my friend. You won't be my friend. Yes, I'm making these decisions. And yes, I am not doing the things I should be doing. But instead of being like Jesus, and instead of being like Christ, you're judging me. And being kind. And being kind. And open and inviting. And maybe I would have not made the decisions I was making if I had better friends. Also, like, not in a rude way, but like, you and I were older than these girls too. And so, like... It was weird. It was weird to me that they were just like, no. But I heard them talking so much trash yeah. all the time about how we weren't good active members of the church. Yeah. And I was cultivating a friendship with them trying to become a little bit better and to improve yeah. myself and surround myself with the people that I wanted to be like. And they wouldn't even accept us to be friends with them. And no. that to me was worse than the t- decisions I was making. Completely. Maybe not worse. Maybe and, equal but, to. But it's also a turnoff to like a lot of people get offended in the church because other members of the church are mean to them. And like, I can fully see that. Oh, I can fully see that. If you have a bad experience, it's really hard to like, it's hard to separate the church from the people completely. But that is a huge issue in our church that needs to be resolved. Yeah. I mean, I feel like personally, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, there obviously are people in our generation that are like that, but I feel like the older generation of the church, like mom's age kind of destroyed that for people. Yeah. I feel like they had more of a judgmental mentality because maybe I don't know why, but I feel like their 
idea of all of the rules is so different than our ideas. Completely. And I think I would rather be a nice, kind human being and teach my child to be a nice, kind human being than teach them to wear shorts that cover their kneecaps. Like that's, yeah. That's I, not as important to me. And all I feel like I was taught was to make sure my knees were not showing. Like we, Kenzie and I actually joked about doing this TikTok because if you guys are on TikTok or even Reels and you've seen that trend that's like, I didn't have the sex talk, but I did have the blah, blah, blah talk. Kenzie and I wanted to do it and be like, didn't get the sex talk, but did get the have to have shorts with a certain amount of inseam yeah. talk. And I had that all the time, but I never had the sex talk. No, never. Never. So but I had to, I knew where my, my knees were supposed to be covered. I knew where my shorts were supposed to go. Exactly. So but like, I didn't know that I shouldn't have sex. No. I didn't know that I, sh- my mom never talked to us about drinking. No. Mom never talked to us about drugs. Mom didn't talk to us about any of that. It was just, you dress modestly and you go to church. Yeah. It's like so completely. And I think that's just a very generational thing. And I think that Kenzie and I have talked about this so much. It's our generation's responsibility right now. And we hope that people can like change that and that we can just be kind and accepting and loving and inviting and be like Jesus and not take all these rules and think that people are bad people if they're not following them. Yeah. Because that's not the case. I don't think that's the case. I feel like, I mean, obviously as Christians, we believe Christ loved everyone and we believe Christ was kind to everyone. He had an infinite amount of love for every person, no matter it didn't matter what they did. But I also feel like we need to feel that for ourselves. Completely. Because I feel like some of the culture of the church is based on guilt. So instead of feeling guilt like... culture is a whole episode we could do. Yeah. So Any I feel religion. like instead of feeling like I made a mistake and then being like, but I'm Jesus shunned. still loves me. Jesus still loves me. And so I am lovable. Yeah. Like, I'm yes, lovable, I made a mistake. And I can come out of this and like be a bigger, better person. Yeah. I remember being taught in a lesson at church like, well, when Jesus bled, like... In Gethsemane, he like bled for our sins. Yeah. And they were like, how many times did he bleed for you? Like, how many sins did you make him feel? Like, that made me feel so bad. And then every time I messed up, I thought, it's my fault. It's my fault that he had to go through that. And I just felt so guilty all the time thinking about how much sin I had. But in reality, we're here to make mistakes. We're here to have agency. We're here to learn. And Jesus did die for us. So we could make mistakes. Obviously, don't go out killing people and be like, Jesus died for me. Yeah, he covered that. Check. No, that's not how it works. We're supposed to be good people. And I think that's another thing that sets us apart from other uh, Christian denominations is that we do believe that our works are like important. Yes, we got that question a lot. Yeah, we did. Like, why don't you believe in the grace of Jesus? And we definitely believe in the grace of Jesus. 100%. We also equally believe the importance of doing good works and being a good person. And like any religion... I shouldn't say any religion because I feel like there's a lot of um, religions or I should just say even people. I don't want to, I don't want to like umbrella a religion, but that like they go to church on Sunday and that's the only time they think about it. And our church is just completely different than that because it's a lifestyle. It's every single day. It's part of our life. It's not just like a Sunday thing that we go and we forget about it the rest of the week. It's like these rules, quote rules or guidelines or whatever the scriptures all of this like plays a huge part in our everyday life yeah and so I feel like more than anything that's just what I want to teach my kids is just like to be kind and loving and just be an example I want to be an example of Jesus and I don't care as much about all these little rules I don't get hung up on them because yeah they're a lot less important to me than it is to just have a good relationship with God and to teach my kid to be teach my kids and my girls to be good people well but I also feel like when it comes to the works thing for instance I mean, this is what I remember being taught this in church. Like, okay, so you say a prayer. I want to be rich. Like, Heavenly Father, please help me be rich. Like, you say that prayer, 
You don't just get rich. That's not how it works. You have to work your butt off and like strive for the things that you want to be. You don't just get handed things. No. And and even though you and I have like actually talked about that exact yes. thing before because we've had like people or have seen people, whatever, that have been like, all of this is because of God. And it's like, I love, I love that people are like giving everything they have to God and like yes. saying it's him. But like also it is because you worked your butt off. Yes. God doesn't like, okay, so you're saying you're blessed to be rich, but like the person on the street asking for money, like they're just screwed. God hates them. Like, cause they don't have any money. Like, I don't know. It's very hard because I just feel like you did put in a lot of work to yes. do that. I, and I think you have to work like, okay, small example. I can't find my keys. I can't yes. find my keys anywhere. I'm having a mental breakdown. I say a prayer like, please help me find my keys. I'm not just going to sit my butt on a chair. On your car and, and hope be they like, pop in your lap. All right, God, where are my keys? Like, no, you're not going to die. You're going to get up. You're going to work. You're going to look for your keys. Hope that you find them. And maybe you hope can- that a little thought comes to your head. Like, yes. Check here. Check here. Exactly. And like, so it's not just pray and it shall be given to you. No. Like, it's pray, it- work for it. And, it, and like, God will bless you and help you. And that's what we believe. Yes. And it might not even be in the way that you want it to be. No, I've seen a lot of things in my life. Like, I mean, think about the miscarriages. Like, yes, I a good would example. never ask for that in my whole life. But do you know how much faith and strength and like relationship with God that that increased for me? And like, do I believe that God took those babies from me? I don't. I do not believe that. I believe no. that that's just a, a situation and we're imperfect humans. And my body's also imperfect and whatever, like whatever it is, it happened. And that's what it is. And like, it was really, really hard to go through, but also like it did strengthen and so like sometimes sometimes hard things like happen to us yes but we're strengthened through it and you can come out on the other side a little bit completely and And you can kind of look back and see like okay like and we're put on this earth to go through hard things and we can go through hard things completely it doesn't mean we're going through them by ourselves like no we're given strength to do that and like hopefully we can rely on God and have that relationship and that trust that it can help us okay let's move on (laughs) This one's funny. Let's get a little funny here. When your husband asks to have sex, you have to have sex with him. Oh, absolutely. Not. (laughs) I would be divorced. I would be so far gone off my marriage if that was the case. No, we do not have to have sex with our husbands whenever they so please. No, that's so wrong. Our religion stays out of the bedroom. Completely. Vibrators, if you want to do them, do them. If you want sex toys, do, do them. them. <laughs> if you want lingerie, do them. If you don't feel comfortable with any of that, don't do don't it. Do it. Our religion has said so many times, they stay out of the bedroom. It's between you and your husband. Between you and your husband. If we're saying, if we're sounding rude when we're answering these questions, it's not because it's you that we're being, like we're not offended no, by the questions. No, no, not at all. We're just, we kind of think they're funny sometimes. That's all it is. Yes. It's not, it's not because we, of you. So I like, just read that you, one to DJ and he thought it was hilarious. If you asked, oh, Justin would be like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, that I is wish. a rule. <laughs> I'd be excommunicated. <laughs> that was a rule. So that's just why it's funny. It's just... It's not a bad question. No, it's, it's, these, it's a good, none of these are bad questions. And also every single question I'm saying and we're reading has been asked more than one time. So you're yes. not stupid for asking it because we took the highest requested questions. questions so I promise you, you're not stupid. Yes. Other people ask. They're it. just, they're funny. They're just funny. Yeah. Um, okay. Did you get mar- married early just so that you could have sex? That's a really good one. No, because I was having sex before. <laughs> no, because I already had sex. So no, um, I will say it happens in our church a lot. Yes. And it's a big reason for short engagements. Yes, it is because you can't have sex. And so it's really hard to be engaged and know that you're going to be there and like, okay, well, I'm going to be married to them anyway, but still like you still can't have sex. I will say for, for some people though, 
having sex is the core reason for getting married because they're sexually attracted. And, and in my that, opinion, have sex then. I completely why, agree. Like, why are you... In, in our religion too, marriage is very, very important. Like, it is the core of like, yeah, this the, life yeah. is like to to get married and to like create a life and a family together, however that looks for you. And so I feel like for a lot of guys, it's hard because especially guys, I don't want to exclude girls either, but yeah, I feel like for a lot of guys, it's hard because they are waiting so long. Yeah. And especially if you hadn't had sex your whole life and you're 21, 22 years old, like that's a long time. It's a long time. That's a long time. Teenage for a boy boy. and a male hormones. Like like you should want to have sex. It's That's a part of human It nature. is so important. If you don't want to have sex with your significant other, probably don't marry them. Don't marry them. Sex is so important, but it should not be the basis of your relationship. No, no. I do. That, feel- That's what I'm trying to say. If, if that really, in my opinion, if that's literally the only reason or like one of the biggest reasons you're getting married, like. If you have to struggle every single day that you are either engaged or about to be engaged to not have sex with your significant other, maybe think about what the other reasons are that you want to marry them. Yeah. I could easily keep my hands off Deej for the amount of time I knew until we got married. Completely. Because it just wasn't worth it to like have sex before marriage. No. So in some ways I feel like. And it was like exciting to like have to wait for that. Oh, I completely agree. To like wait for your wedding night. Like that was like a really exciting, fun thing to do. Yeah, I completely agree. So while we're on the topic of marriage, let's talk about temple marriage. Because a lot of people said that that was a huge secret. Um, One of my followers messaged in and said, she was really offended that she couldn't go to like her cousin's wedding because it, it was, was in the temple. Yep. I got some weird ones too. Like you guys do weird voodoo, like weird stuff yes. in the temple marriage. Yes. And so let's just like walk through what a temple marriage looks like. Yeah. You literally go in, you go with your family mm-hmm. that has also been, been to the temple. through the whole temple. We call it an endowment session, which just means that you are, you make promises with God, yep. special promises with God and you get blessings from those promises that you make together. And so people that have gone through and received those endowments or promises, covenants, whatever you want to yes. call it, they are allowed to also be in the same, like they're allowed they're to be like, in the same room, yes. in the marriage so, room with like you. Like when Jamie got married, Kat had not gone through the temple yet. Yes. So I was at Jamie's wedding because I went through it to go on my mission because you can you go before your mission too you yes. get when you get married and when you go through your mission when you go to your mission you go through and then or just if you feel yes if you, if you feel, feel ready, ready yes and you want to do that you can do that obviously you have to be over 18 I'm pretty sure you do um you have to be older to and be like able you to also like have to talk to certain people and like you have to talk to church leaders to yes. make sure that you're ready yes. and that, like you're ready to take on these promises but and- like Kat wasn't in yours and no then- I would, me and you were both in cats. Yeah. And then you and Kat were both in mine. Kendall yep. came to none of ours. No. So Kendall, Kendall wasn't, wasn't able to come to either of ours. And so I feel like, I mean, that is hard. That's hard to not have. It was hard for me personally to not have my sister there. No, like completely. That was hard. Yeah. It's hard to like not have that. And a lot of people that are Mormon, they do outside ceremonies after the temple yeah. for family, especially if they have a lot of family that isn't Mormon. Um, but a temple marriage, you go in and you're with your husband, you're or like you meet your husband there, whatever it is, and you get changed into temple clothes. And you guys can see all of this on our church's website. Like, like it's not a secret. It's not a secret. And it's just very sacred. It's sacred. It's it's something that we just hold really dearly to us. And I think a lot of Mormons, not Mormons, I think a lot of other religions like point at Mormons because we have like weird 
underwear, clothes or whatever. Like yeah. there's actually a lot of religions that have sacred clothing yeah. that they wear in special places. In like the United States. Yes. It is more weird. Exactly. But like I, when I went to Turkey, everyone had a hijab on. Yep. Everyone was fully covered. Every you part cover of your, your body feet, your had shoes. to be covered when we went into like temples. The, yeah, into the yeah. temples, into the mosques and stuff. So like there like it's not weird. It's not weird. No. So, but here it's a little more weird because Completely. you don't see it very often. No, definitely. So you go in the temple, you put your white dress on. Yeah, you put your you put your temple clothes on and you go into a room. It's called a sealing room, meaning just you're sealed because we believe that when you're married in the temple, you're ma- you're married for even after death. So, so eternity. Eternity. It's not like till death do us part. No, yeah. We don't say that in there because we don't believe that. And we believe that you're married forever. And that's why marriage is so, so important to us. Yes. Um, and you have a, like an official there, just like you would yeah. outside um, in a normal ceremony. And, and you have all your family and friends in there. They're yeah. all sitting in that room watching you. Yeah, they are. And you and your husband are there and you make special promises to each other. And like similar to vows. Yes, you're, very you're, similar to vows. Yeah, you're promising different things to each other and the guy's just talking you through it. And I think like one of the biggest differences is that you're making it to each other and to God. That's the biggest difference. Yeah. So that God is like God the is center. a part of your marriage. Yes, it's like completely. a triangle. Yeah. And... If you guys have ever heard that analogy, it's like a triangle. God's at the top of the triangle. You and your husband are at the two bases. And like the closer that you come to God, the closer you come together yeah. as a marriage. And so that's why we're in the temple because we're making these promises with each other, but also with God that we're going to be loyal to each other and like not have sex outside of each other, like whatever yes. it is. And so so it's basically just like an officiant, but yeah. in the temple and we make promises and we're given blessings as a couple and yep. then... You leave, you walk out of the temple and yeah. everyone's there excited. You wear your dress and you wear your wedding dress out. Yeah. And yep. then you go, usually a lot of people have receptions or a luncheon or whatever. And then you just party and yeah. you're married. Yep. So it's not a secret. It's just very sacred. Marriages is very, very sacred to us. Yeah. And there's nothing weird going on in there. And if you obviously want to learn more, you can go to LDS.org and look in, look at. I don't think it's called like, that anymore, but. Oh, well, so whatever. And <laughs> I think it's churchofjesuschrist.org. Yes. And yeah. then type in like temple marriage and yep. you guys can learn more. But it's not weird. No. I know that a lot of people think it is, but it's not. And we're just, it's just sacred. Yeah. So yeah, that's what it is. Okay. And so I think going along with that, what about the garments? Everybody's yes. like, what are these garments? Like, what is these weird underwear? What is this huge? Someone said huge yeah, underwear. Someone said huge underwear. They're not huge. They are, we wear them underneath our clothing and yeah. you start wearing them when you go through the temple. So that's like part of one of the covenants, covenants that you make with God. Yes. Is, so and that's a big part of modesty. That modesty pulls to us. into this. So we just wear it underneath our clothes. It's just like, you can look at the website too. They have them on the website. Yes. Like you could see what they look like. They're just white and they go like mid thigh, maybe yep. a little lower. Yeah. And then like almost it like depends a, too. Like, yeah, it depends how tall you are, what kind you get, whatever. And yes. then almost like a cap sleeve. Yeah. So we're just told to like, and those so some people need- ask like, why do we wear long dresses? It's like, well, we just have to cover those. We cover those. So, if so you that's see- part of but our also, modesty. Another thing is like, those are also very sacred and like, it's a real, it's like something between you and God. And so if you see Mormons that, oh my gosh, don't look like they're wearing yes. those, they probably aren't, or you can't see them. Yeah. But also like, that's very special between them and God. Like, yes. And so I think it's really hard because. I feel like it's easy. Oh, it's especially so as easy. members. Oh, as it's members so of the easy. church to be like. I mean, I oh, even get caught doing it, completely. and I it try so hard to not be judgmental. Completely. Same. It's like to be like shocked, like oh, they're not wearing their garments, and it's like 
why do you care what underwear they're wearing? You would, you guys, you would and never I, go up to someone and say, are you wearing underwear? Yeah, it's like, ever. And I have had people come up to me and ask me if I'm wearing garments. Yeah. It's that is so the inappropriate. Most inappropriate question it's even more inappropriate because it's something that you made with God yeah it's a, it's different it's between you and completely. God completely like it's not like what color thong are you wearing tonight like it's yeah. just it's it's very yes it's very important it's very sacred and it has nothing to do with anybody except you completely and if you are a Mormon listening to this remember like I feel like it's rude it's rude to judge people for that I catch myself doing it too sometimes. It's so easy to do. It is when you are a member because you're like, oh, like I know that you should be and you aren't and like whatever, blah, blah, blah. But like, it's so, it's just like, it's not your business. Yeah. Like I, re- I remind myself that all the time. Like it's not my business what it's they do. It's not my business. Like who cares? That's, that's between them and God. Like, well, and the other thing along with that is, okay, maybe they are struggling in the church. Maybe, maybe they're they struggling with for, for a lot of different reasons. Maybe one of them is cultural. Maybe they can't get over the judgment or the culture aspect of the church. And me judging them or me thinking even for a second about why they're not wearing their garments You're is the very reason that they're not wearing them. Completely. So I'm pushing further away yep. instead of being loving. Just an example like Jesus and loving and who cares? Who gives an actual F what they're wearing? Yeah. Completely. Who cares? And so actually another question is if we wear bikinis. Yeah. Well, I think just really quick going on. Yeah, no, I just ahead. wanted to put in there because I feel like we're going to get questions. You can wear a bra under or on top of your garment and or underwear if you want to underneath of them. Yeah. Just, I wanted to say that because I feel like people might be like, wait, like, is that your underwear? Are you allowed to wear a bra? Like, oh yeah, I wear a bra. I wear a bra too. And like, that's just like your own choice of how you want to you wear it. Yes. So good, good add on. Anyway, Jamie. bikinis. Also me and Jamie both wear garments and yes. I've got a lot of people that have asked me that. Yes. We do. Okay. Yeah. That's just a lot of people have asked. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not your business, but just thought I would point <laughs> it out there. Um, okay. Bikinis. This is a good one because I was told growing up, I cannot wear a bikini. I was told my entire life. Well, I remember like that was not, not a weird thing, but I remember like, no, it's weird. You and I would go to like trips and we're wearing like full coverage one pieces. Yes. So it is me and Jamie looked, we looked before this episode to see what it said about not wearing bikinis. Yeah. There's nothing. It's not in there. It does say not to show your midriff. Yeah. I will say that, which could mean don't wear a bikini, but that's also easily interpreted because it doesn't say specifically for swimsuits. swimming. It just says don't show your midriff. Yeah. So can we wear bikinis or can we not wear bikinis? I don't know. My opinion of it is yes. I agree. Can. I don't think that that is, I think that's your personal choice. I also think, and this is just me personally, so maybe take it with a grain of salt, but I personally feel like not wearing bikinis wrecked my body image. Yeah. Because I felt... Like I couldn't show my body and I felt very ashamed of my body Completely. because I never saw my I body. I think you're even taking that into nowadays of your life. I take it into every, every single summer. Literally. We tried on bikinis today. Yeah. And I was like, oh, showing too much skin. It's like, I'm 26 years old. Like, no, you're not. And you're married. And I'm married. And you have two kids. And I have two kids. Yes. But I feel like I can't wear bikinis because I feel like I'm showing too much of my skin because that was the way I was raised. Yeah. That's another one of those things that it was rule, 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 Yes, rule. but my best friend wore bikinis all the time. And I remember thinking I remember in my head, how can she wear a bikini? Mm-hmm. We're not allowed to wear bikinis. Like I remember being so adamant about wearing bikinis and so stressed out that she was wearing a bikini and not being modest, but it's just not the case. Another thing is too, modesty comes into play differently when you're married or have gone through the temple. Yes, Versus before, at least to me. I agree. I should say to me it does because you don't have garments before you go through the yes. temple. So like. But also we are told we don't have to wear garments for sweat. So exercise. Yep. 
sex, obviously sex. Um, yeah, people are probably like, do you wear this for sex? N- no. No. <laughs> no. We're naked. <laughs> Sweat, sex. Swimming. Swimming, yep. which is pool, which means yes. if you want to wear a bikini, wear a bikini. Yes. What's the other one? Shower. shower. So shower. You can be naked in the shower. Um, <laughs> which to me seems really like... Obvious? Obvious, but it might not be. No, it so might I not just be. just put it out there. And I there might be when, other religions that do have clothing that they do have to wear in certain circumstances, but those are those like... Those are the... Yes. Kind of the things that were, I should say, culturally taught. Yes. There's nowhere in the scriptures that it tells you, like... Don't wear a bikini. Don't wear a bikini. Don't wear this for this and this and this and And this. maybe back back when our parents were older yeah. or younger, maybe it did say we couldn't wear bikinis. Maybe that did say something somewhere about not wearing bikinis. And so that's why I was raised thinking I couldn't wear a bikini. But I will say... The bikini thing, I think, gave me some, like, body issues. Yeah. Because I don't like seeing my body in a bikini. And I feel like if I would have grown up confident in a bikini, maybe I would have a better idea of myself in a bikini and I wouldn't feel bad about myself in a bikini. I see Kendall in a bikini and I'm like, she rocks a bikini and she looks hot. I look identical to Kendall. You literally look identical to her. But I put a bikini on and I don't think I look good. Yeah. So it's very, it's a weird mind thing. Yeah. Modesty is really hard. Even, like, cheeky swimsuits. Like... I've noticed that too. It's like, you have a great butt and you still are like, I don't like it. It's cheeky. And I'm like, I love cheeky swimsuits. You like, do. I think they're so cute. And I feel like you look cute in them, but and I just personally don't yeah, like them yeah. on me. But like you look great in them. I think modesty is a really hard subject because I think that modesty is not just about the clothes that you're wearing. I think it's very much a mindset as well. I totally agree. And I think sometimes in our church, modesty is taught differently to boys and girls. It is. And I and don't like I that. I was about to say that. I have felt that before and like I Justin and I have had a lot of conversations having two daughters like yeah because it's like I don't I think it's probably a cultural thing and also an older generational thing or belief to be like you're covering up so you guys don't look at you I'm sorry that's bull crap oh it's bull you need to teach your boys to not look at women like that you need to teach your boys not to sexualize women well I mean think about why is that my daughter's responsibility to have to cover up for your kid it's like your son your whatever yes and I get like, like no following the rules of school like, yes. I think their rules at school are made so that you can just keep your attention on your schoolwork, on your friends, on like what, like you can yes. just, it's not like you're not allowed to show too much skin at school. You'll get in trouble. So like, personally, I wish mom would have let us wear what we wanted to wear to school. Yeah. Because instead of just wearing what we wanted to wear to school, we would get in the car and we'd change. We'd hide it anyway. We'd hide it anyway, which was so much worse than just wearing this short skirt. Yes. Like, I think it puts not a great image into younger girls' heads that it's their responsibility. Well, yeah, and that they're hiding what they're Well, I mean, think about that swim trip that the girls went on in, in a ward and they were told that they had to wear shirts to cover up, to wear like over their bathing suits, even though they all had to wear one pieces. But the boys were allowed to be shirtless. Excuse me. I'm sorry. That's a double standard. That's a double that's standard. That's horrible. I would go in a freaking G-string bikini if they told me that. Same. That's exactly what I would have shown up in. Yep. I couldn't wear leggings to Mutual. No, I remember. We couldn't wear like our shorts after cheer practice. We had to cover up after that. But like, I'm not teaching my girls that. No, absolutely I not. No, I'm not I won't. Them that. If you have cheer practice and you're going to, when we say Mutual, what it is, it's, it's oh, on yeah. Wednesday nights. It's where the youth of our church get together with leaders and they do activities. They serve other people, just different things. There should not be a thing that you have to follow to go to Mutual. If a 15, 16 year old girl is taking her time out of her life to go to a church thing on a Wednesday night on a Wednesday night when she has much better things to do just accept them with open arms be there for them be there for them be excited that they're spending their time at church they could be doing a lot of other things well yeah and we were so (laughs) instead I don't know for me it's like there is just 
that's just not fair. You should just be so grateful and so happy that somebody made it there and take them in with open arms. It doesn't matter if they're wearing short shorts or Spanx or whatever it is. Because a guy's going to look at them. Then the guy can go home. The guy can go home. The guy can go home. If fine he's having me. bad. Yeah, that's totally fine by me. Yep. So again, this is cultural. This isn't. I'm not saying that this is everywhere because it's definitely not everywhere. But no. these are experiences that we've had with modesty being a little bit biased. Completely. Just in my personal opinion. And I think also having a little bit of a hard time with the modesty myself, like yeah. just like the bikini thing or something like I have or a, us hiding our outfits every day to go to school yes. because we didn't want to get in trouble. I personally just don't want my kids to ever feel that way. No. And, and I think it's so important that we teach our girls. And I, and, I think that's and your, and you have a boy. Oh, so yeah. you have to think about it in two different ways. Yeah. That's and if I ever me. have a boy one day, like I'm going to have to think about that too. Yeah. I know it's hard. Cause you want you, I mean like for me as like a mom of a boy, I'm like, Oh my gosh, don't give him things to look at. Like obviously, but then it's like, no, give he him things to, to look at. He needs to freaking learn because he's going to be out in the real world. Exactly. He's going to see a lot worse than what other girls at church are so wearing. So if he can't put his head down and focus on something different except for the girl's butt hanging out, then like, he's not going to be successful in life. No, it's, yeah, that's he a him issue. That's a that's him not issue. Her issue. And also that's a mom issue because that means I need to deal with that. You need to teach him. Yes. That. So that's our whole stint on modesty. Yes, that is. Okay, another big question we got was birth control. Huh. Speaking about kids and youth and whatever, birth control. Our church does not give a standpoint on birth control. It is... No, not their business. No, it's it's totally up to you and your husband. I think people think that Mormons don't believe in birth control because it's stereotypical for Mormons to have a lot of kids. I want three kids. And period. I think that that's also... No, I don't want to say a generational thing. I think that... No, it is though. <laughs> it is though because I feel <laughs> like, like a is. lot more nowadays... I think mostly because women are going back into the workforce a lot more than they used to. Which, good for you, Having girl less boss. kids is, like, becoming a little bit more popular. Yes. Um, but I feel like that's kind of like a stereotype of Mormons, which I'm not going to say it's not true. Mormons do have a lot of kids. Like, definitely have large families. Yeah, if I see a family walking down the street and there's, like, six kids, I'm like, oh, you're, you're a Mormon. <laughs> yeah, completely. And it's just because they do. I don't – there's not – we're not really – instructed to or not to that's just a personal decision that I you mean make. We're, we're kind of instructed to we're instructed to grow yeah, our families to have families here on yes earth, but how you interpret that is, is very completely. personal I think even mom and dad got a little bit of crap for they only having did. three kids well they wanted to be done after two Com- like that that's that would have been weird yeah that would have been so weird like, but I feel generation. like more and more people are having lesser kids like yeah. in our generation completely but yeah no, no stance on birth control no none it's just personal I agree with that another Big question was about polygamy and having multiple wives. DJ has one wife and it's me. He could not handle more than one wife. He couldn't handle two of you. No, he could not handle two of me. So Jamie, you had a really good thing to say about polygamy the other day. So you should say that. Yeah. So I feel like polygamy, it did used to be a thing in our church. Yeah. No shame. A lot of <laughs> things used to be things in our church, like a very long time ago when the yes. church was restored back on earth again. Like there's a lot of things that are different now than they were back then and this is like I don't want to say this is like straight up if you're a historian or a script scriptorian is that's whatever it's called don't come at me because like I don't this know isn't doctrine this. This but this is just what Jamie this is like what I've heard or what I thought and like what makes sense to me yeah. of why there would be polygamy was a big reason because there was a lot more females than there was males like mm-hmm. on earth at that time also our church members did go through a lot of Hardship. Hardship. And um, they had to make a giant trek Yeah, they to had Utah. to make a huge giant trek because they were getting persecuted and beaten and killed. And um, also 
when they were doing that, a lot of men or husbands were going off to war and they were dying. And so these women are left with children to take care of all by themselves. Um, and because there was a lack of males on earth at that time, or I shouldn't even say on earth because I don't want to get, I don't know if that's right, but because there was a lack of men in the church, yes, a lot of men would marry like another woman and have multiple wives. And a big reason was so that they could help take care of those women that didn't have husbands or that their husbands died, um, either crossing the plains or dying in war, whatever the reason may be. Um, these women were left with nobody. And so that was like, that's something I've heard before. Yeah. I've actually heard that too. We believe that like things have changed and like new revelation or instruction has been given over time. And so we don't do that. Obviously we do not believe in that. So I feel like people do confuse us with sister wives, sister wives, which is not us. No, not us. No. If, if you've seen that show, it's like this guy has a bunch of wives and people are like, but he's LDS. There is a off branch of LDS called FLDS, meaning I think it's fundamental. That's what LDS fundamental Latter-day Saint. And like they are an off branch. They do not follow our prophet. They do not follow anything that we teach. So it's like very, very different. It's like a whole different religion pretty much. It is a fully different religion. It's so, so different. But I think people hear the LDS or Latter-day Saint and they automatically assume it's us. They assume it's us. Well, and because we have, I mean, polygamy was. It was a thing in our church. Yeah, Yeah. it was legal. And And like, even if I don't know the full reason, I know there is a reason for it, but I also know that's not a thing anymore. Yeah. I don't have to worry about that personally because it was, it has, it has nothing to do with me right now. And yeah, so that's the answer. That's we the answer. are not polygamous. We are, DJ no. can only handle one way. Yes. Does anyone from your ward have anything negative to say about your career? Oh, that's an interesting one. We're going to talk about, yeah. Okay. <laughs> is that what you're going to say? Yeah. So your ward is the church that you go to and the certain time that you go to church. It's based off it's of based where off you your live. location. The so, reason being is because there's a lot of members of the church. Yeah. So and like, so especially where we are. They can't and, just all go to one church. Yes. Like, and it wouldn't be completely fair if everyone got to choose exactly what church they went to because then everyone will go at once and then it wouldn't work. No, it wouldn't work because we're given special callings or assignments in our church. Like Kenzie's calling is to, you can tell. Yeah. I'm the primary chorister. So I do the singing time with like the kids. So yeah. I do like ages like three to 12 yep. and we just sing songs. And I'm in young women's, I'm a young women's advisor. So I help teach the young women of the church. So like so, I'm in ages 12 to 18, 18, 17. Yeah. 12 to 17. So me and Jamie are members of the same church, yep. but we go to different wards. That means we have a different building. Yep. And a different, different. bishop. If we, you guys have probably heard us say bishop before, if you're not familiar with that term, what that is, is it's like the leader. It's like a pastor. Yes. That's so exactly yes, it. he is like kind of just the leader of that ward. So we're taught the same exact things. Yep. We are learning. Our things. church has the exact same schedule. So if you meet somebody like if we're on certain like, weeks weeks of the church, if you if I talk to Kenzie, like she's reading the same scriptures I'm reading that week, and we're being taught the same lesson in our Sunday school that week. Yes, across the whole church. Yes. So if you go somewhere else, if you go somewhere else in the world on which that Sunday, I will say that's something that I have really loved, and I didn't really appreciate until after I left Prescott because I was always in the same ward in Prescott, and it was just what it was. Yeah. And I remember I had a boyfriend at the time that wasn't from our church, and he was like, "Oh man, like I got to find a different church." like when I moved to college and I was like, well, I, I, it was just so foreign to me because I knew. No, he was, yeah. He was like, I want to switch because I don't like this pastor. Yeah. But he was all, he's like, I want to switch, but it's not worth it. Cause when I moved to college, I'm going to join a different church anyway. Yeah. And that was like so weird to me because I was like, oh, wherever I go, 
I'll be a part of the same church. I'll be a part of the exact same church and I'll have, I'll be learning the exact same thing. So it's universal, which I loved. And so that's, that's something that's really cool to me. And it's really fun because like, even when we go to different countries, we can can visit churches. Yeah. And that's so so fun. fun. It's like my favorite thing about traveling. Yeah. I will say, so the wards, so like my ward is literally my neighborhood. It's like the, like six streets in my neighborhood and we Mm -hmm. all go to the same ward Church is two hours long at the same time. Guys, it used to be three. It used to be three. Now it's two. So we're good. So we go to two hours of church. We start in like a meeting with everybody. Just like a normal service. Yes. Service. People talk and and then you go to like your Sunday school. Maybe that's something that's different about our church too. People like the members of the church also are speaking. It's not like the bishop is giving a sermon every Sunday. Yeah. I spoke in church like two yeah, weeks You're ago. given special talks or assignments and you get to talk, which is so fun that we get to do that because we get to hear from a lot of different people, experiences, stories. I was going to say experiences and stories. And like, their relationship the with God we get to hear about. It's yeah. really cool. I think that's really cool. And I like, I absolutely love that part. Yeah. So do you feel like anyone from your ward has said anything negative about your career, like as an influencer? Kind of actually. In my ward. Oh, interesting. Like there was a... Spill the tea, Jamie. I know. I actually just thought about this because I was like, no. But then I'm like, actually, yeah. We were in like a young women's lesson teaching the youth. And like one of the ladies was just like, social media doesn't matter at all. It's stupid. Don't be on Instagram. Don't do this. And I was just like... Wait, you never told me about this. And I was just like quiet. Oh, the drama. Because I didn't know what to say. But I'm like... How... When was this? This was like probably a month ago. So it's like you are like in your career. Yeah. And I'm like, I just was like really awkward because a lot of those girls follow me on Instagram. So I'm like, I hope I'm not sending that message. And so later on, I had said, I'm like, that's not true, but it's how you spend your time or what you do on social media that matters. Yeah. It's not that social media is the devil. So like, I don't think it's like. It wasn't directed at you, no, but it was. Not at all. But like I took offense. a little offense to it because I'm Which like. Which I would have too. 100%. That's rude. But I, I get where she's coming from is like, that's not all that matters. And I feel like as a young girl in your mind, a lot of times like that is what matters. Yeah. That's all that matters is like your followers and how much you're on social media and who you're meeting on social media and what you're doing on social media. Like, I feel like that can consume a lot of your life or your time or your thoughts. And so yes. I get the message, but totally. Yeah. That was it. That was it. That was it. Well, I thought it was gonna be more than that. No. <laughs> what about you? No, I feel like, well, especially my ward right now, mm-hmm. I don't know about my old ward. So wards I mean I'll talk about that in a second but no my ward is amazing I love my ward I genuinely love my ward so much they actually just asked me to give it like a we had like a activity for like the adults um like the adult women in our ward and they asked me to speak on be like social media and being true to yourself and they were like we I love asked, that topic me too and yeah. they were like we asked you to do that because like you're big on social media and like we feel like that's like a really good topic for you. And I was, and I'm pretty new in the ward and I thought that was really cool that they took my career and they, they like made a use out of it. Completely. You know what I mean? I don't feel like you get that very often, no. especially with a career in social I media. I like our ward or not our ward, our church is going a lot more towards social media. Like, cause you can connect with so many people. And that's what I said. Yes. That's exactly what I said when I was speaking was like, we even use it as missionaries, which we should talk about that. Um, but you use it to speak with people yeah. and not even to be like a missionary, but even just to check up on people, like not even to like be like, you should be a member of our church, but more so be like, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. What can I do for you? And I think a lot of people too, like when they're going through hardship, like not just influencers, but I think a lot of people post about the hardships that they're going through. Completely. Like 
we just like are struggling or this or that or whatever. And then you can reach out to them and be like, what can I do for you? How can I be a good neighbor? How can I be a good friend? How can I serve you? How can I serve you? Our and church I, is huge on service. And so I feel like there's always room for social media to be like a good part of the church. Totally. I wanted to say something about wards really quick um, because I know not everybody has like a great experience in their ward. Yeah. And I think that that's a really an important thing to talk about because yeah. I feel like that can be very cultural. Completely. Like I know personally for DJ, which we want to do an episode about this, so stay tuned. But personally for like DJ, like he came home early from his mission and like his friends and his ward were all like super, super supportive and super awesome like to his face and we're like so inviting him like to church when he got home from his mission and whatever. And then he literally walked around a corner, walked around a corner at, at the same day that he spoke and everyone was so supportive. He walked around a corner and his friends were talking about him. And they were basically like, can you believe he came home early and just talking crap about him? And then guess who didn't want to go back to church? Because yeah. all of his friends were talking crap about him. Like that can make or break somebody Completely. in the church being a, with a good or a bad ward. Yeah. And it takes one person to ruin that. Like we were in a ward for the last um, year and a half in our old house. And I was pregnant for nine months of it. I go to church. Every Sunday. Yep. Not a single person brought me a meal when I had Pierce. And maybe that's weird to you guys, but that's a huge thing in our church. Like when I had Rossi, I had a meal every single night for a whole week because members of the church, they love to serve. That's yes. like a huge, huge part huge of our church. part of our church. That's like probably my favorite part of our church is how... It's serve- never been my favorite part of the church until this ward. Until finally. This ward has changed everything Your perspective for me. of it because that's what it that's what it's supposed to in, and intended to be is and it? i had such a bad you taste in my mouth for it like i mean even in rexburg when we're broke college students there's a list that goes out every time someone has a baby and you can sign up to bring them a meal and that's that's a huge part it's so cool because as a new mom it's like how can we help in any single yes. way bring them dinner yeah like it's huge. And I know if I had a if I had a baby in this ward right now, I'd have a meal for literally a month. You'd have it for a full month. Like, like literally a full month. Like yeah. my my ward is so amazing and I'm so, so grateful that I was put. And oh, at I first when I was part of this ward, I was like, oh my gosh, our ward is tiny. I yeah, don't know anybody. Like this is weird. I didn't really want to go. It was it a weird time? And then now that I've been going, I'm like, oh, this is like, it's good. Like it's really good. And so I, I feel like I've had an experience with both. And let me tell you the difference. It makes me want to go to church. Yeah. I didn't think anybody would notice if I wasn't at church in our old ward because nobody cared. They literally wouldn't. Nobody cared. Nobody came and said hi to us. Nobody knew our names. Like every single Sunday, like people are begging Payson to like come and sit by them and like, like bring her toys and bring her snack. Like it's just, it's a whole different environment. And I feel like if like, if you feel like you're accepted into your ward, maybe try to find somebody that isn't accepted in their ward and try to like reach out to them and be a friend and be kind. And I feel like that goes with anything, not just like being in your, in a ward or being at church, but I just like that was like really important to me. Like, am I ward? feel loved and accepted yes. where and you're I, going. And I feel that as like an influencer, like I don't feel any negative negativity. Good. Do you feel like, this is me. I'm coming up with this question. Yeah. Okay. Do you, hello. Do you feel like you have a higher standard as like a Mormon influencer to act and be a certain way? Somebody in here did say that Mormons, especially Mormon influencers, come off as inauthentically happy. That's interesting. I feel like myself personally no I don't know maybe but we have gotten a couple comments like you guys haven't been dressing modest lately because we've been in workout clothes more yeah that's true but I feel like I I don't know I 
you feel like you can't use reels that have bad words in them because you're going to be judged for that. That's true. But I guess I'm thinking about the happiness part. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Not, let's, let's do two different questions. Yeah. Yeah. Start I'm, with the beginning. Do you feel like you're put at a different level of being Mormon as an influencer? Completely. That answer okay. is yes. Yes. All of those examples you just gave. Like a reel that says the B word and I'm like, oh. <gasps> I shouldn't use that because I'm Mormon and like Mormons don't cuss and all my Mormon followers and all my Mormon family is going to judge me. Yes. And like they fully do. I know for a fact people have probably commented on the fact that I've used cuss words in my reels. I bet you a million dollars they have. Well, people have commented on me using a cuss word in our podcast. Yeah, exactly. Literally. Which is a joke. Like 26 years old. Say whatever the hell I want. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. But it's true. (laughs) I know. And I, I even feel like that a little bit. With my Instagram, I mean, you guys know the difference between how open we've been here versus our Instagram. Like, I've been able to talk about sex. I've been able to talk about those things that I would never talk about on my Instagram. No. Ever. I do, but I feel so much more comfortable here. And I feel like this is such a better platform where I feel more open. And I feel totally. like I can be more honest and more myself. And it feels so good. Yep. And I don't feel like that on Instagram. No. I mean, I love Instagram. I feel like I For sure. am so myself on Instagram, but I feel like I can't talk about as much. No. I feel it's like there's definitely... a lot that's like prohibited. Yes. And I feel like that comes a lot from feeling like members of my church are following me. And we've, my, told, we've yes. told people, like our friends that aren't Mormon, we had like a really long conversation with her one night and we're like, yeah, we like are having trouble finding trends to do because like all of them say the F word or all of them say the B word a bunch of times. Literally, like, why does every trend have the F word in it? And so we're, we're both like, okay, we can't use that. And she laughed at us and she's like, what? Like, what? Like that was just weird to her because that's like not a normal thing. Everybody's doing the trend. That's why it's a trend. Yeah. But like, so we are held to a different standard because you know that in our religion, we don't, we don't swear very much. Like that's not really, I don't really know if that's a rule. You're supposed to be like even modest in your language. Yes. I that's would what say. I was going to say. And so I guess kind of, it's like a guideline to follow, but also you're not going to go to hell because you say a bad word. You also, can- it's not like we're getting on here and saying the F word every other word. No. There's a very big difference between the words that we're saying versus the F word every other sentence. And to me too, it's like, I don't know. I, I just don't find cussing a big deal. I just don't. I don't either. I just think it's like, who cares? Who me cares too. what you say? I completely agree. I feel weird saying the F word, so I don't say the F word. Because I love the F word. I love it. When my friends say it, I literally laugh because I think it's the funniest word ever. But like, it feels awkward coming out of my mouth. But I think it's because of the way that we just have never said it. Maybe that's what it is. But I'm like, if I say it, I'm like, oh. I like Ooh. quietly say it. Or I'm like, oh, that felt really weird. <laughs> Should I not have said that? And then I'm like, wait, did I just sound weird when I said that? Because I don't say it. Like, I don't know. It's so weird that we have to feel like that. But it's, it's. I think it's the way that you're raised. It and is. the things that you're told over and over and over again. So I do feel like in some ways, or like me and DJ did this reel recently and I thought it was hilarious and he like took his shirt off in it and it was funny and I was like, oh my gosh, that was like too sexual. But it's like, it's, we're married. I, married. I can be sexual. And, it, have, and, and it's funny It's though. funny. It's we like, have two kids. We can, we can have sex. That's <laughs> what you can. So I feel like it, in some ways, yes. And I, and I do feel like I don't even get judged nearly as much as other people. Let's talk about Amber Filler up for a second. Oh my gosh. The things that people have said about her and her relationship with God and her relationship with the church is horrible. Literally it is horrible. nobody's business. No. The, the church, the God, it is your business. It is not anybody else's business to ask if you are still going to church. No. It is so inappropriate. It's so inappropriate yeah. to ask somebody that. Like, so, and also you don't know what somebody else is going through. You don't know what somebody else is struggling with. You don't know. Their faith and where their relationship is with God. And that's like none of your business either. Yeah. It's none of your business where someone else's relationship with, is with God. Do you feel like sometimes Mormons act inauthentically happy? 
Um, I don't. I mean, think about I, the thing that Bethany said the other night. She was like, Mormons always seem like they have it put together. They always have their makeup done and their hair done. They're yeah. always, they always look perfect. Yeah. And a lot of people did I think, say like. I think it's because there's a lot of Mormon influencers, bloggers, TikTokers, whatever the heck they are. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. And living in Arizona. Yes. There's even slash more Utah. that we know. Slash Utah. And I think a big reason is because Mormon moms or Mormons are moms, young moms, and they stay at home. And so for them, it's a really fun outlet. That's like, that's what I think the reason is. I also think from a very young age, we're taught to journal. Completely. And this is our way this of journaling. This is our online journal. I remember I have like 50 journals from when uh, I was younger. I literally have so many and I didn't join until I was 16. <laughs> and I have like eight journals. Literally. And because that is what we're taught to do is to blog. And to, I remember blogging at a young age because I loved writing. Yeah, just I writing I loved journaling down. things about my life. And I think... That, this is my new blog. This is podcast. podcast. <laughs> Welcome to my blog. Um, no, and I feel like that is a huge reason why mo- Mormon moms can fall into the influencing category. Yeah. And it doesn't mean they're inauthentically happy. No, but I do think a huge, something that plays huge into our churches is happiness. Like I do think a lot of members are very happy because they really do have a different hope. And I, I hope I never come across as inauthentically happy because I do try to share the hard times like, I mean, if you guys have listened to the podcast, you know that like Kinsey and I are very, very open with yes. things. And even on Instagram, like my stories or whatever, it's like I'm having a hard day as a mom or whatever it is. And I think like being put together, I like laughed when Bethany said that because that's just my personality. Me that's, too. That's not a Mormon yeah. quote thing. That's, a lot of my friends that are Mormon don't get put together. No, actually they don't at all. <laughs> like they just, they're fine to just be in sweats and their hair yeah. and bun and whatever. And that's totally fine. You do totally you. Totally fine. I just am not productive. I don't have a good day. I'm not happy if then, I, yeah, if I'm I don't. the same way. I just like am a better person, a better mom. It's time for me. I feel good about myself if I'm just put together every day. I agree. So I don't know. That's my answer. What about you? I don't think it's inauthentically happy, but I do think we are taught from a young age about perfection Maybe not perfection, but I feel like we're taught to have it together. Yeah. Almost. And I think our families are kind of taught to have it together in a way. And it doesn't mean it's inauthentic. It, I just, I do feel like in some of a way we are taught of kind of the perfect image almost. And not that we need to portray a perfect image, but I do feel like. Well, we're taught to be like Jesus Christ who was perfect. And so we're striving to be perfect. And I think that was like perfectly said. I think that that's how we take it. Are we striving to like look perfect? That's not what we're instructed to do. Are we striving to have a perfect family? Like not necessarily, but we're just instructed to be like Christ and he was perfect. And so I think that sometimes we maybe take that a little bit too far. I think that was like the perfect explanation. And like come off like we're trying way too hard when really it's not, it's not true. Yeah. And I also think we don't face some of the problems that other families do face. Yeah. because of the rules that we have Completely. we don't have to deal with alcoholism we don't have to deal with gambling I mean obviously it happens he, in the church d- yes Completely. it happens in the church I'm not saying it doesn't but those things aren't something that we have to worry about I yeah. mean I know a lot of my friends that like have fights with their husband because of drinking yeah. and like that kind of stuff and it's like well we don't have that problem because no. we don't do we just have it cut out of our lives completely exactly so like stuff like that that's just like a very small yep. snippet but I also feel like family is so and a lot of people will be like, why does it look like you have the perfect family? Because family is the core foundation of our church. Yeah. Like family is the most important thing in our church. Family That's another is, reason why people have a lot of kids. Family because, is the plan of happiness yep. for us. Yeah. Like it is. So for you me, have your family and you're with them forever and ever and ever. Exactly. And so 
we want to create those quote perfect relationships or whatever it is like so maybe that's the reasoning it comes and you're sealed as a family yeah like you're like so when me and dj got sealed our children were sealed to us so it's not just us that's that's what married when you're married in the temple yes it's called a seal a sealing or you're sealed and so you're together for eternity and your children that are born into that just automatically are sealed to you as your family. Yeah. And so when Jamie was adopted, Jamie actually got sealed to our family. Yeah. I had to get special permission, but I was able to. And it was really super special. We got to go in. It was when we actually lived in Rexburg. So it was after both of us were married. Yeah. And we got to go in and have the whole sealing. It was like the most beautiful thing I've ever experienced. It was so special. It was probably the most life-changing thing I've been through. So that was amazing. But that was like, now Jamie is sealed to our family for time and all eternity, yeah. which means no matter what happens, getting rid of me, you can't get rid of her. <laughs> Gosh dang it! But it's it's cool. I mean that that's a really cool thing because I I felt like that connected us so much more too, which was really cool. I totally agree. You grew up in it, but why do you stay in it? Culture slash family pressure. It's a good question. I think a lot of people do stay in it because of the culture and because of the family. I have met a lot of my friends that have wanted to get out of the church and have just fell into the trap of feeling like they're going to disappoint their family members or feeling like they're going to disappoint their friends or feeling like they're going to be judged for it. And I personally, I I would leave the church if I didn't want to be a member of the church. Kendall's already out of the church. It wouldn't be hard to have another sister out of the church. Yeah. Like personally for me, I don't think it would be that hard for me to leave the church. Yes. But do you feel the pressure like, if you wanted to from mom and dad or DJ's parents. A hundred percent. A hundred percent you would. Oh, absolutely I would. But I think I would also have the support of a you. Yes. If I wanted to leave the church, I know for a fact you'd support me. Oh, for sure. You would obviously not be like, good choice, Ken's, but you would, you would hold my hand. I'd be there with you the whole time. You would not think a second different than me. And I think that that's very different than a lot of people. They wouldn't really have that. And I know Kendall would also be on my side. Completely. So like, that's already two out of the three. Yeah. I mean, Kat would love me no matter what because Kat's just Kat's the most just loving, loving human being on yeah. the entire face of the earth. She loves everyone. She loves everyone. So I I think that's a little different. I think I would definitely 1 million percent feel it from DJ's family. I would 100% because they're all super active and they're all such great members of the church that I would definitely feel it on that side. But I would feel it less on our side, I think. Yeah. I think mom might disown me, but... I think I could do it because my sisters would be very supportive. Fully, completely. I feel like I think that's a really, a really big and hard part of our of our religion or our culture because it is like a big deal to leave the church. It's not like mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's very you very big. Yeah, it's it's hard to like leave and explore without like leaving, leaving. and it being a huge deal. Yeah, because I mean that's that comes into play of like our church is also our part of our everyday life. Yes. Like we wear our garments every single day. We are instructed to pray and read scriptures every single day. Like, so what part of that do you cut out? Do you stop wearing garments? Do yeah. You stop praying? And I feel like a lot of our friends, they just slowly, like you notice very slow progression of like, okay, they don't wear their garments anymore. Like, okay, you can tell that they're like, we're not, we're also one of our commandments or rules that we follow is we don't go out on Sundays. Yeah. Like we are, we stay home. It's our rest day. We go to church and we're not supposed to like go out to eat. There's like all these do's and don'ts, which I'm not going to get into that because yes. that's not whatever, but it's like, that's a part of our church. And so you notice like, okay, maybe they're like going out on Sundays and like, that's kind of different than other people. So like you, you kind of start seeing signs and then you're like, I think that they're probably inactive. I'm quoting that because that's what it's called. Yes. When you just like aren't an active member. You're not going to church. You're not really following a lot of the church. You're just kind of inactive. I think leaving the church would be really hard 
for anybody. Oh, for anybody. And I don't think it has anything to do with the social pressure. I mean, there is the social pressure. Of course, there's a social pressure. But I also think that there is an internal battle that you have with yourself. Well, with completely the guilt somebody based. like you who has been raised in this your entire life. Yeah. Like you have never had the choice I've n- to be a Mormon. I mean, you have the choice. Yeah. But no, 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 I never sorry. got you have to, the choice, but you didn't. Yeah. I never got to learn it at an age where I understood it. Completely. I was kind of just raised to know that this is the truth without being able to find out for myself at a certain age. And so Holy. it's been a time of like, where do I want to go? How do I want to raise my kids? What are the things that I believe in? I think that this age that I'm at right now is probably the most I've questioned my faith ever. Yeah. I was going to ask that because a lot of people want to know about like, our faith journey or faith crisis is that we've ever had. I think for me, this is just how I am with everything. And you know this, I am not knowledge is power. I am ignorance is bliss. It's how I was during my labor and deliveries. It's how I was during my pregnancies. And so for me personally, especially being raised in the church, that has just kind of been my mindset. I've always felt really good feelings about the church. I've never felt like I've never felt I mean I've had like negative experiences, but I've never felt like super negative when I'm at church. I always feel you haven't maybe question your relationship with God. Yeah. Yes. Maybe I've questioned the people of the church. Yes. Maybe I've questioned that a little bit or the judgment or the feelings I've gotten from other people, but I've never questioned that God loves me. Completely. I've never questioned that I'm a child of God. I've yeah. never questioned any of those things, but I feel like now having children is where I've started to question it because I'm starting to realize some of, I wouldn't say religious trauma, but like, like modesty, like that, for instance, Completely. like I, have a really weird image of my body. Yep. And I think a lot of that comes from the modesty aspect. I totally I agree. I never want my children to feel that way. No. I never want my child to feel... And you and I have talked about that a lot with our girls because our girls are compared a lot. Oh, they're compared like, all their the body time. types, which are just completely different. And we talk about how important it is to not ever talk about that. And they're three and four. Like, and it's still, I see it every single time somebody talks about Payson. Payson, you're such a marshmallow. Payson, you have such a big old belly. Navy, you're a twig. Navy, you're a stick. And then yeah. it's like, Payson, you're so chubby and fat. And it's like, those are trigger words. Those are actual- She's three years old and I understand that she's three. And but it's cute. Like, it's, it's like, cute. okay, you're cute and chubby. But like, as she gets older, that's not going to be good. It's not like, going to be even good. same with Navy. It's like, I don't, we've talked about that so many times. Like we what happens if Navy gains weight yeah. and people don't tell her that she's a stick anymore? No, completely. She is going to lose her mind Yes, because she doesn't know who she is anymore because yep. she's always been a stick. She's always been told that. Yes. Yeah. And so I feel like there are a lot of things now as an adult and now having children that I've questioned because of the things that I personally had to endure completely as a child. And it's not so much... It is actually basically not the gospel itself. I believe in almost every gospel doctrine principle. It's a lot of the culture to me. Yes. I never want my child to feel left out because she's a different way. I never want my child to feel like she is making bad mistakes and so she's too far gone. I never want her to feel not loved. I never want her to not feel worthy. And I feel like sometimes in our church, those are easy emotions to feel. Completely. I mean, you felt them. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And so I feel like late like not lately but this is the time of my life that I have if any time in my life questioned my faith it's now completely yeah I feel like kind of the same and I feel like that's a huge reason why you and I didn't do this episode for a long time is because we were kind of going through with that yeah like we both were kind of like 
I don't know. We talked about it. We talked about it like every time we were together. We did. And we had like long, long conversations just about where we were at and what we were thinking and what we were feeling. Our drive home from California was six hours. And I think we talked about it the whole time. We talked about it the entire time. I remember coming home and being like, oh my gosh, like that was a really deep conversation. Yeah. My brain kind of hurts. Yeah. Just because it was like, it's very deep and emotional. It's very personal. And I feel like I remember, I think it's hard too because like a lot of our friends are leaving the church or have left the church. I feel like this is the age a lot of people They're just, they're leaving. And I think it's kind of hard to navigate like, okay, why are they leaving? Like, are the, is the reason they're leaving valid? Like, should I, should I like know why they're leaving? Like when I do talk to people that have left the church, I'm like, yeah. Like me too. I'm like, okay, you're you're totally valid in what you're saying. You're totally valid in what you're saying. And I never want to judge or discourage like those people. I actually love to hear the different perspectives. Me too. It really is awesome to me. And it helps me to decide, okay, where's my faith lie? Like, where am I at with things? And like, do I need to reevaluate my thoughts and my feelings? And like, I remember coming home one night and being like, Justin, I don't know if I believe in this church at all. Like literally, I don't believe in any of this. I just felt like really weird. I don't know what was going on. I just felt like okay, what is true? What isn't true? I'm just very confused right now. And it took me like a while, a couple of weeks to just like, okay, like go back to the basics. Like, what do I know is true? Yeah. And like, that's what I have been basing off of and like slowly building on with other things. But like at the end of the day, that's what matters to me. What is the basics to me is that Jesus Christ is the son of God. And like, he loves me and he died for me. And I'm going to teach my family and my children to be kind like he was. And I'm going to just be an example just like he was. And like all those little things, all these stupid rules that are like, I don't want to say stupid. That's kind of rude. But like, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? No, all all the things things that that, people have said. And that people leave for. Yes. Like that just doesn't matter to me. Like my faith doesn't lie with all of that. Yes. And so anyway, that's just been like my faith journey, I feel like. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's slowly... I don't know, growing Yeah, or my relationship is changing with God. And I think it's different stages of life too. I, I think the different stages of life is, has been the biggest for me with raising children Yeah, and not knowing how to navigate that. Well, and what to teach them, what to teach. And them. I think that's like the biggest thing I said to Justin. It's like, what do we teach our kids? Like, I don't want to teach my kids this because I don't believe this or like, I don't, you know what I mean? But am I allowed to go against the social norms of the church? It's not going against the gospel principles. No, it's not. Most of the things that we have struggles with are more of a cultural Cultural, thing. Completely. And so like if my daughter ever gets kicked out of young women's for not wearing leggings or for wearing leggings, like I'll tell her that she doesn't have to go back. Oh, a million percent I will. Because I don't agree with that. That's wrong. Yeah. And I think that's really hard to go against what we're being told. And, I and also the judgment, because that's the huge thing. Everyone said Mormons are judgy. Which they are. They are the judgiest people ever. Yeah. And that's also... But also, is that is that a Mormon Utah, Idaho, or is that everywhere else? Exactly. And also, is that a blanket statement? Because I know a lot of Mormons that just are super loving, open arms, don't care about anything. They just... And I know do know some other religion, Christians, other faiths that are super judgy. Oh, fully. But I will say I find a lot of judgment in the church. I do too. And I think at church when you need to feel the most love and most support and the most open arms is when you shouldn't feel judgment. And I think that's what's hard about our religion is that that's when you feel judgment and that that can be hard. Oh, I totally agree with that. That can be like a hard place to navigate feeling judgment coming from the place that you're supposed to feel the most love. Well, and I think it's hard too because it's like, I don't know. Going back to like what you're going to teach your kids, I feel like it's really hard to just know exactly what to teach them and like that make sure that you're believing all of that. If you're teaching your kids that and also a big thing for me has been like 
choice of my kids. Like they don't really have a choice. I don't want to say a choice. They're coming to church with us every week and that's what we do in our family. And mm-hmm. so like, if you're going to be specific, they don't have a choice to do that because they're just kids they just and they along. just come along with me. And like maybe loves going to church. She literally loves primary. She, so what age do you think that they have accountability? Well, our church teaches eight. And like, that's when kids get baptized. What do you church. think about that? I'm going to let my kids have the choice to get baptized at eight or not. And like, Justin and I have talked about that. I guess I should say we still are in the process of talking about it and we have a long time to talk about it. But personally, like I got to choose a little bit more than somebody who's eight. And there's like different promises again that you're making with God at eight that like, I don't know if an eight-year-old understands. I don't remember my baptism. Exactly. I was eight. And I, everybody I've ever talked to doesn't. Yeah. And so like for me personally, I, and that's against social norms. Like Justin has been like, I'm scared to even tell people that because people are going to judge me or like think that we're stupid for doing that or blah, 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 blah. Well, and then it's also like like people are going to walk up to Navy and say, oh my gosh, it's almost your eighth birthday. You're getting baptized. Completely. And you don't want her at eight years old to start feeling the pressure of the social norms of the church. Completely. At eight years old. Yeah. That is so early to start feeling that feeling. Well, and I remember there was a girl in high school and her parents, they didn't do baptisms at eight. They, we thought that was so weird. I remember thinking that was so weird. And I'm like, why? That's so dumb. That's so weird of her family. And now I'm like, I get it. You get to choose one time. Yeah. You get to choose one time. Yep. I mean, obviously, if you leave the church and you want to come back and get rebaptized, you can choose again. Obviously, yes. that's you fully, can, fully, fully. You fully. can do that. But you only get baptized for the first time one time. Yeah. And you have to choose it's that a big deal. at eight years old. Yep. That is so young. Yeah. And to me, it's like even some of the promises like that I was taking on, it's like, okay, whatever. Obviously, I had sex with boys after I got baptized. Like, yes. So I didn't follow everything, but I also definitely understood a lot more mm-hmm. of what was going on and like the good parts of everything that I was agreeing to. Yeah. Whereas like an eight-year-old, I guess just in my opinion, doesn't. No, I completely agree. I mean, we've talked about that. I I agree about the yeah, baptism thing. You and I have talked about we've that We've talked about lot. that. And I think, especially for me coming after you, like, especially if we're on the same page, like Payson Hopefully. would get baptized the year after Navy. So yep. it would be nice for you to not do it. And then for me to be able to be like, well, Navy didn't either. Like you guys can wait until you're old enough, you know? Completely. And, and guess what? If Navy turns eight and she's like super, super gung ho about it and really wants to do it, not because of pressure though. Like I will sit down with her and we will, Justin and I will talk to her. And this is like a decision that, like I said, we still have time to make it. So, but I also just, I don't know. I just, that doesn't necessarily sit perfectly with me right now. I agree. No, and I agree. And again, if that's something that you want to talk about later and agree with later, like that's something that you still have a couple years to decide that. that. Yeah. And maybe we'll be at a different place. Who knows where Navy will like be at that time. Well, and also who knows where you'll be fully. Yeah. Maybe you'll be in a different place too. You don't even, you never know. No, but I definitely feel like in our church, having a faith crisis is a really huge deal. I do too. And I feel like it's not like, oh, I'm not going to go to church for six months and then I'll go to Christmas church and then I'll like see where I'm at then. It's like you go to church every single week. I have a calling that I have what? to do. If you don't go to church, people notice you don't go to church because like how many times a week do people call you? Oh, like if you don't attend church, somebody calls you right away. Oh, they call me and they're like, are you okay? And not because I take it as not because they're trying to be like, where were you? But mo- mostly because they're like, hey, are you okay? What do you need? Are, how are you doing? The young women missed you. Like, that's like what I take it as because I feel like if you read too much into it, you start to be like, I don't know, it can be hard. And so that's what I take it as is like, I think a different people too. Depends on the person calling completely. If you called me, very different. I would know it was out of love and support. But I remember like mom, for instance, 
she will ask Payson every single week what she learned in nursery. And if Payson doesn't answer her question, she'll keep asking over and over and over again until Payson tells her that she did or did not go to nursery. Because mom wants to know if I went to church. Not because she cares. No. Maybe because she cares. But more to just know if we went to church. If you went to church. Again, I think that's an older generational thing. Like, it's okay if you go to church one week. Because I go to church every single week. I go to church 52 times a year. Whereas a lot of normal average churchgoers go two, three, four times a year. I'd say 52 is pretty killing it. Uh, I agree. But that's a cultural thing. That's a why cultural thing. Why do you thing. care when someone else goes to church? Why? Why is it a thing to like actually look for someone at church and then decide whether or not they're a good member based off if they're going or not going to church? Fully. And like I said, it just it depends on the person asking. It depends on the intention behind why they're asking. And also depends on where you are. I totally agree. Like if you are in a state where being active is going once a month versus yeah. if you're in Utah, Arizona and you are going once twice a week to well, church there's other countries like justin's sister literally lived in russia and china she would have to be on a bus for four hours yeah plus to get to church and i think we forget like, that we forget that that's just like not normal everywhere yeah and so when you take that into perspective it's like it's fine like all of those little things that's what i'm trying to get to is like all of those little things they just like it's okay we can get really hung up on those things and I feel like our church does it does the members do yes they get hung up on all these little tiny things and like that's where the judgment comes and that's what's sad because if we just let go of those judgments so much of our like members of our church would be a lot kinder and more accepting and more loving to people and talking about acceptance one of the big questions we got was about LGBTQ oh yeah and how we, we navigate that, that a lot. with having a sister who's a like a part of that community so what do you think? I think Jesus taught us to love everyone. Yep. So I will continue to love everyone. And that includes my sister. And I feel like I love and I accept her even more now because she had to go through so much more leaving the church. Like, and I know how hard it was for her to do that. And I think some people say, and I've got, I've heard this before, like, well, if they leave the church, like that's crazy because their whole life they should give to the church because they are who they are because of the church. They got all of their blessings from being a member of the church. And you have to turn around and think about the people that have like Kendall, like she has endured most of her anxiety and most of her depression and most of her hardship because she was a member of the church. Maybe not because of God or Jesus. They still love her, no. but because of the members and the judgment that she received by being a member of the church and being taught her whole life, how wrong it is to be gay. But then like be, feeling, feeling gay. that feeling that gay. internal struggle I cannot even it literally just like I don't know it makes me love Kendall to like a different level it makes me appreciate her because I think of all the time that she felt so alone and it makes me so so sad and it makes me understand why people that are LGBTQ do leave the church and they have such a different they have such a hard time is because we're taught for so long this one way but then to feel this other way and just to feel like you are worthless is the worst thing that you could feel and I never want any of my friends or my family to think that I think that about them because I absolutely to my core do not feel that way and you and I have had hour hour long conversations like hours and hours of conversations of how we navigate that and how we teach our kids and how we like it's really hard it is hard it's hard to be and I think that is another thing that 
we just teach our children to love and accept everyone, no matter who they are, no matter what they believe. And as they get older, we start to explain more and more things to them. And I think somebody did ask me like, how will you explain to Payson that Kendall's gay? And I'm like, I will explain that when she's old enough to understand it completely right now. She's aunt Kiki and Parisa. Like she doesn't know. She doesn't know. And she doesn't get it. She doesn't even really understand that me and DJ are married. Like, you know (laughs) what I mean? Like, so she she doesn't understand a man and a woman. How is she going to understand two women? Yeah. Yeah. So I think we'll cross that bridge when we get there. And it's not something I really want to think about right now, except for thinking we love everyone. Yeah. We accept everyone. We yep. are kind to everyone. Fully. No, I totally agree with that. I think that's kind of the perfect answer. And I think it's okay to not know the answer right now. Yeah. Like, and I feel like that with, um, with like questioning the church, even a lot of people like, I feel like we're kind of, I don't want to say taught, but culturally, like you're not really supposed to have doubts or questions. Yeah. Like, like, why are you doubting Literally it? a quote in the church is like, doubt not, fear not. It's like, it's okay to doubt though. Like, I fully disagree with that. Yeah, I feel like we definitely it's need to okay doubt. It's okay to have doubts and to have questions because when we have those and we seek and work and find those answers, it only increases our relationship and our faith in God. And so like, mm-hmm. it's okay to it's have okay. all of that. It's okay. And like, same with not having all the answers. It's okay to not all have all the answers right now. Like, that's fine. And at different points in our lives where we learn different things. We learn different. Yes. Like I didn't understand at 15, 16, how having sex before marriage was going to be as impactful as it was. Yeah. But then I get married and I'm like, oh my gosh, obviously I should have listened to that rule a little bit better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you learn different things at different points in your life. Yeah. And so I think that. And I think your experiences shape you. Like thinking oh, about that. It's yes. like, I'm definitely going to teach my girls not to do that, but also if that ever does happen, they're not a piece of crap. And I will never. They're not worthless. They're not any of that. Like I don't really regret doing any of that. No. In the sense of the way that like I learned a lot from it. It actually like increased my faith and. And my knowledge. Yeah. And my understanding of the atonement and the understanding of agency and the understanding of repentance. Yes. And like I love that we are able to teach our kids that. And I think that's something that hasn't really been had. I mean, mom never talked to us about a single mistake that she ever made in her entire life. No. So how still won't. So I think I am such a bad person because I've made mistakes and mom didn't make mistakes, but mom raised us to be this perfect family and we're all amazing. And I love my sisters and she raised such good, strong, independent women completely. But my mom was perfect and I'm not perfect. So am I going to be able to do that? Yeah. Am I going to be able to raise a perfect family and have strong women as my children and have strong men as my children. Even though I made mistakes, I wish mistakes were talked about more. When dad told me he questioned his mission, I grew so much closer to him. Yep. He's like, I wasn't going to serve a mission. And I always thought in my head, dad had no problem with serving a mission no. ever. I never thought that was even a thing for him. I grew so much closer to him in that moment because I under, he understood me and I understood him and I knew he understood me. So I think that generation is so closed off Completely. about the things that they've been through because like, it's just taboo. You don't talk about it. But I think that's an older generational thing. I think that we have this opportunity at this younger generation. We're able to teach our children and guide our children in a and, little different way. And I'm going to teach my children, don't do this because guess what? I did this and I wish I wouldn't have. Exactly. I wish that I would have done this because of this and this and this. And if they choose to make that decision still, that's their decision. Yeah. And you love and support them. And obviously like if they're making decisions that 
they should be in trouble for. There's consequences. And if they're not following the rules that you laid. Yes. Like whatever. It doesn't mean I'm going to be their best friend and be like, good job having sex. Like, no, obviously we have standards in our home and rules and we will have punishments and disappointments and not punishments as in you're a horrible child, you're worthless, but like you're grounded for two nights. Yeah. You know what I exactly. mean? You stayed out past curfew. Like, like I'm you're probably going to take your phone for a little bit. Exactly. Like, whatever but, I, it but is. you're not lesser of a human. No. And I you, still love you. And I still love you. Endlessly. But that was a mistake. Yeah. And I will love you and I'll support you. But also and you're in a little bit of trouble because you sh- should be following our rules. shouldn't be doing that. Yes. Exactly. I think and there's a huge difference between the two things. I totally agree. I totally agree with that. Okay, one of the other subjects to end on. I don't even want to give this the time of day. We have to, though. I know we have to talk about it because there's too many requests. Soaking. What the hell is soaking? What is soaking? Why do people think we do this as Mormons? It doesn't make sense to me. Like, I went to a Mormon school and I've never met anybody that soaked. Honestly, never. Okay, what is soaking? Tell me, Jamie. I think it's where you lay on a lay down together. You he puts it inside you, but you don't move. How is that fun? It's not fun, have but you, you're not Jamie, having sex. Have you you're not ever, having sex. Have you ever done it? Absolutely not. <laughs> if I was going to do that, I'm just going to have sex. Are you kidding? Where's the fun? Have you ever heard of someone else jumping on the bed next to you? Yeah, what's that called? So that it's, I don't know what it's called. Yeah, they like. <laughs> they jump so that you're not moving. <laughs> you're not having sex, but it's moving. That is not a thing. That's not, a, it's actually not a thing. I did not do that. I don't I've know. never met someone that's done that. I think weirdo people do it. I have never heard this. I've literally never heard it until these are. It's a TikTok trend, like a tick, not a trend. (laughs) (laughs) I'm dead. So everybody should everybody should go soak. If you're married, go soak. I I just I can't comprehend how that's enjoyable for the woman. I can't either. I mean, like maybe the man. Is it like a thrill though? Because it's like. Oh, we're doing it, but we're not. We're not. It's like just. It's like no, you actually still are. You know, your intention is the same. In my mind. Well, I feel like it used like used to be going around it by like anal. Oh. Because it's not sex. Because it's technically not sex. So this is just a whole step further than that. It is. And guys, this is like, this isn't a Mormon thing. This is a like a weird, like off group of people <laughs> at church schools that want to get around the rules. This there is, are church schools everywhere. I know. Like this has to be a church school, like a church thing. It cannot be a Mormon thing. I've only heard about it from BYU. I went to BYU Idaho and I never heard about it. I never heard about it. I've I've heard about docking. Is that the same thing? I think docking. I is think the same docking thing. is the same thing. What's I, it when they jump? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know the name of it. It's just as weird. It's not. It's not weird. Or why is your friend in the room? Why is your friend? In, are you <laughs> naked? Uh, what is, is dark? Ha- what's happening in this scenario? <laughs> Just have sex. Just have the sex. If that is what you're doing, just have sex. Don't be weird. Don't make it weird. Just do it. (laughs) If you get one thing out of this podcast. No, honestly, that's so weird. I hate those little things that like, like I said, what's the, what do you think about when you think about Mormons? And so many people said soaking. That is so sad that that is what we're thinking about. Like, ew. There's a million other weird things about us. And you're thinking (laughs) thinking about soaking? I can't even say that word. I hate that. I hate it so much. Not a thing. Don't go there. Weird. Weird. I will say, I will say, I never got talked about with sex. Oh, no. So I do understand the people that don't understand sex that are Mormon because I don't feel like we openly talk about sex. No. And I think it's something that we can do a lot better at with our generation talking about sex and understanding sex and 
sex doesn't have to be this sex isn't negative thing. but like yes even I mean just really quick I know this episode is going long but like there's just so much we can say but even like our sister Kat who's a women's health physical therapist yeah, and she sees a lot of women that have religious trauma because you're taught don't have sex don't have sex don't have sex don't have sex and then you turn whatever age you get married you can and now all doors are open you can do whatever the heck you want but for so life but for, so for so long, long you're taught not yes. to and so like they have a lot of literal mental trauma that happens and it and it comes out sexually because yeah. like they can't have sex it well i'm not supposed sex. to enjoy having sex but really this is a bad thing this is a bad thing yeah. and it's like no it's actually a good thing it's supposed to help your marriage it's supposed to bond you it's all these things like and so i don't know i feel like it's definitely something that we need to talk about more and the fact that and if let's say soaking is actually happening someone should be talking to these young children not children young people adults about how you have sex and what counts as sex. If yes. we don't know that, that's embarrassing. That's actually, I know somebody asked about a freaking highlight reel on someone's page called belly buttons and like how apparently all these Mormons were having sex in the belly button because they didn't know that's a thing. I did that can't just, that can't be a thing. I feel like everyone's making up those stories. That literally cannot be a thing. That, it, can't, it can't, right? Like what? You know the basics. Like I, if nobody ever talked to me about it, I was at least taught the basics in, in sex ed. Well, but also you'd think at least the man or the woman knew. There's two chances. You have two chances to have sex. There's a man and a woman to also, teach. Also like a man. A man. Like I don't want to, I don't want to be like stereotypical here, but like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> like you have to know the hole it goes in. Like there's no way. Or maybe, maybe you thought the belly button when you were like 10, 12. But like at, however many years old that you're actually trying to do it there's no way you're trying to like have, you're an adult you're an adult so these little things I feel like people get so hooked up on and it's like those are weird things and they're not it's not our religion it's not guys. our religion no I promise you so anyways we'll <laughs> end on that note I know there's probably so many more questions there's so many more things we wanted to get oh to oh my gosh yes there was literally this was probably like the most responses ever just oh like yeah stereotypes and questions and this and this and this and like we tried to get to as many as we could hopefully we weren't jumping around everywhere but I feel like we were but sorry, I feel like there's no were. other way we could have done this episode no I agree so there's not a good hopefully way you guys stuck with us through all this because we are going way over our time limit here yeah we are but hopefully you, hopefully you guys liked this episode and it was good and it was informative and you learned a lot about us yeah and maybe at some point we can do a part two yeah we'll see I feel like we say that a lot but I, I always feel like we could talk so much more I know so we'll see you guys hey. next week on the codependent Code podcast seeking the truth never gets old Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.